connecting, growing, and gaining opportunities together. Welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. I'm Michelle Bouchard, your host for today's show. In this episode, I'm talking with Larry Wolf, who is the founder and CEO of Wolf Strategy Partners, which is a boutique consulting firm that specializes in IT leadership, digital transformation, enterprise strategy management, and executive coaching. Now, I met Larry at TribalNet 2021, and some of you listening may have went to his session, which was titled The Alignment of Technology, Strategy, and Vision with Business Operations. Larry was so excited to be a part of TribalNet, which was so awesome. And he was really most excited to meet the tribal leaders and technology executives within the tribal space and to really get a pulse on what's happening in that segment. After his session at the conference, Larry and I talked about how although tribes realize that technology is one of the most important factors in the success or the failure of a tribe, the majority of tribes do not have a really well-defined technology strategy and vision that is aligned with the overall organizational goals. Why is this and how is that accomplished? In the tribal space, the structure is a little bit different than in corporate America. So what needs to be done differently and what can you do as a technology leader to make this happen? Well, in this podcast, we talked about that. And we also walk you through some of the key concepts that can help you accomplish this large task by working with your tribal council and the executive team to make sure that those key players understand the benefits that will happen when you align that technology strategy and vision across the entire tribal organization. Take a listen. So on our podcast today, we have Larry Wolf. Larry, welcome to the Tribal Hub podcast. Thank you, Michelle. Wonderful to be here with you. Yeah, Larry is the founder and CEO of Wolf Strategy Partners. Larry and I met at TribalNet 2021 in Dallas, Texas, and had a great conversation about the intricacies that happen within a tribal organization when you have technology that is leading the way in so many different things and a tribal council or executives who might not be tech savvy and how those two worlds collide and how a CIO is able to kind of maneuver both of those 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 sides of the fence in order to further the business. So when we had this conversation, I was like, we have got to talk and get on a podcast. And now you are here in a podcast with me. You're going to be speaking at some of our regional events. And we're so glad to have you as part of our Tribal Hub community. Thank you. I uh, love the people that I met at TribalNet, and I'm excited to be able to work with all of you. Yeah. So as just a little background, why don't you tell us a little, a little bit about yourself and you know some of the things that you've done. You have a you know deep uh, history, work history, working with all kinds of different companies in many different positions. So just give us a little brief background on yourself. Sure. So you know I grew up in IT. Um, I was a CIO for uh, several organizations over a good couple of decades. And uh, everything from startups to Global 500. And so I've seen a lot of different perspectives and I've seen a lot of different ways that businesses have been managed. My CIO work and the strategic work I did with IT and, and particularly with digital transformation led to a role as head of corporate strategy as well as the CIO role for one organization. And that really gave me an interesting perspective on the bridge between corporate or tribal strategy and IT. So you'll you'll hear me 
frequently uh, speak about and write about uh, that topic. So very well versed in what we're going to talk about today. (laughs) One of the things that we had discussed was the ability to give tribal councils leadership Um, including the CIO, some guidance and tools to increase the transparency around technology initiatives. And that was one of the things we wanted to talk about today. So what are some of the common purposes and goals of the council's boards and executives leaderships um, that you're that you're seeing? Um, Great question. I I think I'll, I'll preface that answer with a statement that I'll probably repeat a couple times during this podcast, that leadership does not have to understand technology but they better understand how technology will impact the business, the community, the tribe. And so what I'm going to try to do is describe how, you know, we know that um, the the leadership of the tribe is ultimately responsible for approving strategy and budget, kind of uh, natural uh, responsibilities. But in that strategy and budget, do they really understand how technology can play a role in creating a differentiated experience for their community, for their customers, um, something that gives them a sustainable competitive advantage or a sustainable financial advantage. So as we talk about um, strategy and budget and we talk about the desire or the need um, to leverage technology and and for the leadership to guide IT, we're going to focus on um, the role that tribal leadership needs to play. And it may not be the most comfortable role for them because, again, most of these folks don't understand technology. But I'm going to try to give some guidance on the kinds of questions that they can ask and the kind of expectations they can set for IT so that even without understanding technology, they'll have a deep appreciation for how technology can help the tribe. Very excited to get into this conversation. So let's start with talking about strategy. What can you tell us about the relationship between IT and the tribal council CEO or GM pertaining again to strategy? Yeah, great question. Great question. So in, in many organizations, IT is kind of an afterthought. The CIO may be at the head table or may not be, um, but it really boils down to the, 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 the CIO has really one purpose, and that is to build trust, credibility, and respect for the CIO and for IT amongst the leadership and the rest of the tribe. And so in order to do that, the the CIO really needs to be in the leadership meetings, needs to develop that relationship. Um, And even though leadership may be uncomfortable with technology, by having the CIO there, and I'll give some, some coaching later on in this discussion about the things the CIO should be discussing, they'll, they'll bridge that gap. And, and the CIO will start developing that trust, credibility, and respect, respect that enables them to um, let technology play a greater role in driving the goals of the tribe. You know, we're going to talk about things like every tribe needs to understand where they are in terms of cyber resilience, right? Um, are we protected from ransomware and, and other cyber attacks? Um, they don't need to understand the details. They just have to know whether they're protected or not. And they need to understand 
technology innovation in terms of we may not get what the technology does, but they need to understand where tech innovation can help the tribe. So again, they don't have to understand technology as, as a council, as a GM, as a CEO, but they have to understand what technology can do to improve um, the life of the people in the tribe. When they do that, then they can start challenging management and IT for how to make this happen. So, you know, you get examples like, um, you know, if, if, if we're running a business, um, is there technology that can help us predict which customers are going to buy certain things, predictive modeling? Nobody in the tribal council needs to understand how that works. But if they know that it exists and they can just put the question out there to management and IT of, hey, is this something we can do or how can we do this? It'll trigger the innovation and then IT can answer, um, develop the strategy and embed the technology in the tribal strategy. Um, so it becomes a very natural fit. So in these meetings, what should the CIO, like what do you recommend that they talk about? What do they discuss? I think the best way for the CIO to start, whether they're currently in the meetings or not, they should meet it and you know, maybe they're new to the meetings. They should really start with a very honest assessment of IT. What are our strengths and weaknesses? What's working? What's not working? Um, and, and tie everything they discuss to a community impact or a business impact. And literally, you can do this in 10 minutes, a 10 minutes, pro- a 10 minute progress update in, in each leadership meeting. Um, and by doing that, they'll expose where we're not doing well. And that's part of building trust, credibility, and respect. You know, have a plan for how to fix those things, but always tie it to the community or business impact. So can you talk a little bit more about how a, a tribe would embed technology into a tri- their tribal strategy? Th- that's a great question. You know, in most cases, technology is an afterthought. So we have a strategy. Here's the things that we're going to do over the next one year, three years, whatever. And then somewhere down the road, IT may develop a plan for how to support that. And that's why technology is falling so far behind in many of these tribes and, and organizations. And so what really should be happening is that the leadership should be challenging the rest of management and IT to demonstrate how to leverage technology to improve tribal outcomes. So, for instance, the tribal strategy might have something as simple as we need to figure out what our digital transformation looks like, or we need to figure out um, how to innovate with technology. It's just a strategic placeholder that everybody else has to react to and come back with the answers. And it, and it comes down to um, how do we create a differentiated customer or community experience that gives us um, a sustainable competitive advantage in business or a sustainable um, benefit to our community? And so if they simply put the question out there, how can we leverage technology, then management along with IT, may respond with certain strategic initiatives that maybe we improve our online experience. Um, we can create apps to help with certain community things or business things. Um, here's new products and services that we could build. Automating customer service, 
do more proactive maintenance on our infrastructure um, to reduce failures and create cyber resiliency. These are all things that should have a strong business case and measurable objectives and then the technology to support them. But their business items first and technology items second. So by management simply, by leadership, simply challenging the rest of management, including the CIO, to innovate, it'll trigger that placement of technology in the strategy. So when I'm, I'm listening to you say these things and, I, and I'm hearing, you know, all these like new initiatives, maybe you're you know, bringing in a new app or membership services or, you know, some kind of new uh, technology within a casino. I mean, with anything new like that, there's going to be a risk. And I feel like sometimes maybe, you know, if you're looking at it to, to, you know, get approval through a council or CEO to, you know, put this into your strategy, they're uncomfortable with that risk because they, they you know, they don't want to fail. So how do you, how do you suggest that people navigate those waters? Yes. Um, you can only be successful with this if there's a clear understanding of the risks and the benefits, right? Um, and, and that means understanding the risks in our current environment and also having very clear transparency on how new technology, the benefits of new technology can be measured. We should ask questions like, are we dependent on old, um, perhaps homegrown systems? Um, do the systems and or interfaces between systems fail per- periodically? Do the systems crash? Um, what impact does that have on our community or our business? Um, how much revenue would be at risk if a key system were down for a day or longer? Um, do we measure cyber resilience, the time that um, it takes to detect a threat and the time that it would take to remediate a threat? Are we protected against ransomware? These are all risks that have to be measured. What about personal information about our members, our customers, and, and our employees? Is it properly encrypted and, and backed up? What about technical debt? I think this is one of the biggest um, elephants in the room that IT doesn't talk about. We build systems, we build products But in order to meet deadlines, we take certain shortcuts and we're not open about it. But that is technical debt that has to be repaid. Otherwise, we end up with a house of cards and these products and systems fail. And so is leadership aware of the technical debt we've accumulated and what it would take to repair that and what the risks are if we don't? And and, and maybe the the last item might be about really um, educating employees um, and even testing them on um, email security and how to detect and react to phishing attempts, um, which is huge today, especially with the um, cyber wars that are that are launching. So these are all items that the CIO can discuss with leadership to measure the risks and the associated benefits of moving forward with with improved technologies. Mm-hmm. Which is and that seems to be a lot different than how technology has typically been treated. Exactly. And that's why we get such a big gap between technology and the true needs of, of the tribe or the business. And so, you know, you're right. These aren't questions that leaders typically ask. But if they start asking these questions, and again, they don't even have to understand what these questions mean. They just have to put them out there and they will get responses from the CIO. And frankly, this is part of the fiduciary responsibility of the tribal leadership. They need to know these things. IT and data 
are assets. They're assets of of the tribe or or the business, and they have to be treated like any other significant asset. What's our um, return on that asset? You know, most. Uh, you know, I speak with with CEOs all the time, um, and and boards, and you know, other leadership, and most of them don't believe that you can actually measure the return on their IT investment, but you can. And and I, you know, I might have been a bit of a pioneer in this. Uh, I'll give away my age, but back in the in the late '90s, we were measuring IT, and I was in a, in a global 500 company in New York when 9-11 occurred. And of course, there was no business. There was no revenue. Everything got frozen. And there were 10 of us that ran this company that reported to the CEO. And at some point, the CEO said, you all have to take 10% out of your budgets um, and come back next week, tell me what you're going to do. And we came back next week and everybody was reporting back and it came to me and somebody stood up at the table, addressed the group and said, IT is the one that's putting money on our bottom line. So why don't we all take an extra percent out of our budget and leave IT alone? Of course, I was floored and, and they all agreed without debate. But the idea was that we were measuring the return on the IT investment. And I encourage everybody to do that. And, you know, I write and, and speak on this topic um, quite a bit and, and folks can contact me. I'll share as much information as I can. But there's really five things you can measure in IT. Customer service. Are we improving the level of service at a continued reduced cost? Is our infrastructure, you know, secure and, and resilient? Software development. Are we creating more features in our products and services at a continuously lowered cost? Are we finding bugs during you know, unit testing instead of after we're in production as an extreme? What's the return on investment on the technology projects that we've been running, which is in conjunction, obviously, with the, with the leaders, the business folks? And are we complying with our operating and capital budget? These things can be reported on very quickly and tracked regularly. And it shows the value that IT creates. And that's that needs to be visible before um, leadership is really going to want to invest in technology to improve the tribe. That's interesting. I, I don't know that I've ever heard of measuring your IT investment. Very interesting to me. To I've look had at that CFOs that way. certifying mm-hmm. the value that IT was creating. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. I'm happy to talk to people about that, you know, separate from this discussion. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Digging a little bit further into some of those, um, some of the things you were talking about earlier about the questions that your tribal council should be asking the CIO. If we have a CIO, I know somebody on the tribal council listening right now to this podcast, what kind of things would you suggest that they ask their management on, you know, on the different technology, the different strategy, the things that they're, that they're looking for? Um, so you use the right term management because it's management, including the CIO, right? Because the CIO doesn't necessarily own all of the tech-related initiatives, various members of management well. So we really want the, the, the council or the leadership um, to set expectations that challenge management to take a more strategic view of technology, right? When the tribal council says, we want to know how we can better use technology, they're not going to understand any of the stuff that comes out of it, but they're going to force people to contemplate that and come back with suggestions. And so, again, you don't have to understand technology, but they better understand what technology can do for the tribe and and the businesses. So, you know, we talked about 
um, the council's responsibility for approving um, strategy and budget, and of course, maintaining good governance for fiduciary responsibility. So there's really two elements of that. There's the strategy and budget, and there's the governance. So from a strategy and budget point of view, they can simply ask management how to use technology to improve the customer experience, to improve the tribal community experience, or create a sustainable business competitive advantage. And they can set the expectations that rather than having a disjointed technology strategy or disjointed technology section in the strategic plan, they want every piece of the strategic plan to contemplate how technology can be embedded to improve outcomes. So, you know, questions like how can we apply predictive analytics to target prospects um, and improve sales, right? Um, How does our website serve our community and, and our customers? And is it delivering that differentiated experience? Are systems integrated with our supply chain? And is there an opportunity to improve our speed to market and reduce costs? Um, those are all questions that the council can be asking. Those are great questions and all very applicable. Where is the monitoring of technology? Where does that fall into to this whole piece here? When we think about technology, Unlike most things we measure in the business, we really should be looking to the future. And and I say that because most, I'll say businesses, but organizations, whether it's tribes, casinos, governments, most of them run off of financial reports or perhaps audit reports that are historical, right? What happened in the past? And it's like driving your car, looking in the rearview mirror. It doesn't sound really safe. <laughs> um, and so some of the questions that the council could be asking um, to try to inform the strategic plan are things like, what precautions are we taking to prevent or recover quickly from a cyber attack or a ransomware attack? Um, are we protected from hacking and phishing? These things impact the future, not, you know, they might be informed by the past, but these are things that will impact the future. Are systems and data properly backed up? Um, how long would it take to restore a backup? If we, if we back up every day, but it's going to take two weeks to restore the backup, we could be out of business in, in the event of a disaster. Or what if they asked for the financial impact of any of the you know negative events that could occur and requested a quarterly update meaning that hey if we got hit with a cyber attack and we had to shut down for a day you know what, what's the impact of that um that might cause us to take a whole different look at our business continuity plan they should expect customer satisfaction to be measured you know at least on a monthly basis and and be continuously improving, better service at a lower cost. And we can have separate discussions with folks about the processes to make that happen. And, you know, what percent of projects are we completing on time, on scope and on budget? And how do we improve that? So always looking for continuous improvement. Um, What does it cost to develop software, the cost per feature? Or, you know, the cost per bug fix, um, what does it really cost us? And could some of those efforts, how, do, how can we improve our software so that our software development methodology so that we don't incur those costs? 
how reliable is the software that we put into production? What's it costing us to have software fail in production? I once worked for a company um, I came in for an IT turnaround. The software that ran their business was down for 20 hours, not minutes, 20 hours a month. They were bleeding millions and millions of dollars. And so these are the questions that leadership can be asking, and it'll cause management to start tracking the ROI on IT and major technology initiatives. And it will will 100% make a difference in the bottom line. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So let's go, um, let's go flip this around. So I'm now not the council. I'm the CIO. I'm getting ready for my tribal council meeting. How, how am I preparing for this? Like what, what should I be thinking? What should I be prepared for? So, you know, again, we're, we're, we're having this discussion um, to explore how the council or executive leadership can help the tribe leverage technology, right, to, to create better outcomes. And so keeping that in mind, the CIO should approach each leadership meeting with that exact perspective. How is technology creating value for the tribe? So they should be reporting on again, strategic initiatives and and governance. So, you know, on major projects, I like to go in with a very simple Gantt chart of the critical milestones. Maybe a project has six, seven, 10 critical milestones. And let's show a a one-page chart that simply has bars, you know, Gantt bars, if you're familiar with Gantt charts, that show how long um, we're working on each of those critical milestones. And is it green, yellow, or red? A green bar means we're on track. A yellow bar means we perceive some risk, but there's time to correct it. And a red bar means we missed it. And by simply displaying that, it gives like an instant visual snapshot in seconds of how we're performing. Um, We can show the project budget and what's our projection for the end of the project. Are we going to be under budget, over budget, or, or on pace? And and why, and what can we do to to correct? Simply saying that, look, this is running longer than we thought, but if we take out some of these features, um, we can still deliver 80% of this project and stay within time and budget. That's a leadership decision, but the IT folks have to tee that up, otherwise nobody knows. Um, And we should always, all these discussions explain, are we gonna achieve the tribal value that we, that we anticipated when we started this. So that's kind of on, on the strategic side. On the governance side, it ties back um, to some of the um, categories of metrics I mentioned before, but probably worth repeating. I, I think, again, to build trust, credibility, and respect, which opens the door to broader technology initiatives, the CIO's got to report on IT performance. So customer service, again, customer satisfaction should be increasing while the total cost of ownership for computing goes down. The infrastructure, time to detect the threat versus time um, to remediate a threat. Both of those should be decreasing. Service availability, nobody cares that the servers are up. They only care that the service they use, like email or a particular system, is running. So how's our availability on a month-to-month basis? And again, we should show improving availability of critical services like email networks, et cetera. From a software development and maintenance point of view, there's really four measures that we like to talk about. Percent of projects completed on time, on scope, and on budget. 
the cost per, per story point and for those that work in agile or cost per feature, um, there's different ways to measure that. Um, but that number should be going down as we improve our software development techniques. The timing of error detection, how many errors were detected in production over the last month, quarter, year versus how many are we catching during integration testing or unit testing of an individual feature. The earlier you catch a bug, the less expensive it is to fix it. Uh, there's other measures like reliability of the production software. X number of failures last month, and that's less than the previous month. And so those are some of the measures around software development. Um, project ROI, um, most projects are sponsored by a tribal leader or a business leader, but IT plays a key component. And so are we getting the return on investment for the projects that were you know, heavy technology dependent? If we are, those sponsors are probably going to get more attention in the next strategic plan and more opportunities to do these kinds of projects. And then, of course, we mentioned budget compliance. Are we adhering to our operating capital budget? It sounds like a lot, um, but it's all doable. That is a lot. Like I'm just sitting here look, thinking of all those different pieces. And if I, you know, if I'm a CIO, I'm wanting to report on these pieces and I might only have 10 minutes or 15 minutes in front of the council per month or week or what have you. That's a lot of information to put it in that short time. How do you, how would you keep that? How would you suggest keeping that, you know, brief, but also digestible? So I, I kind of took an unfair advantage um, with that previous one because I was teeing up exactly that question. Because here's, the, <laughs> here's the thing. Yes. I, I think I named about nine metrics. They can all be reported within one to two slides. So imagine, and, and you're right, 10 minutes is about right, probably the max. Yeah. That I would want to see CIO in front of the, the leadership. And so one chart, for the major projects and, and those green, yellow, red bars, it takes about a minute. If you have a lot of projects going on, maybe two minutes to explain that. And then one chart with the nine metrics that I just mentioned. And again, people can you know replay the podcast or just contact me and I'll, I'll share the details with you. Um, but they can all be reported on one or two PowerPoint slides. The narrative should be super simple. Um, are we it, it simply say we're doing better, we're doing worse, or we've leveled off? And whatever that summary is, just explain it in very simple terms. No technology. Our goal simply is to show continuous improvement in all those areas that have an, an impact on the tribe's ability to serve the community, generate revenue, reduce costs, manage risk, and maintain a competitive advantage. It's really in, in 10 minutes or less, the CIO can give the council an honest, objective, measured snapshot of IT performance and simply be prepared to explain, you know, why we're improving, why we might be diminishing or why maybe we've leveled off on that continuous improvement. In return, the leadership is going to develop that trust, credibility, and respect. I can't say those three words enough for the CIO and the IT, and that that leads to an increased willingness to invest in strategic technology initiatives that drive tribal success. That is so important. I was just talking to Mike at our office yesterday about how 
IT literally has their hands in almost every piece of an organization, right? And, and tribes included from membership services to maintenance, ticketing, to casinos, to kiosks, to, I mean, everything. And Healthcare, so government, all yeah. That. Yeah, absolutely. So that is is such good information and, you know, from both sides as a as a tribal council member, but also as a CIO. So thank you for for all that. Um, it sounds like a lot, Michelle, but um, yeah. these things are not difficult to implement. And for most organizations, you know, they're not even going to have any of these measures in place. So the first thing they have to do is get the baseline of these different measures and then just measure on a monthly, quarterly, annual basis. and literally within months, simply because these things are being measured, you start seeing improvement. And then within a year, um, the whole attitude, the whole outlook of IT changes. So in technology in general, what do you see looking ahead? Yeah, we're always asked that question, aren't we? Do you have a a Um, magic ball like in your office? Is that what you look at? The crystal ball. (laughs) Um, You know, to me, um, and, and I'll keep it in the context of, of this discussion of, of technology within um, the tribes. You know, perfection is a journey. It's not a destination. We, we must live, and it's up to the CIO to establish within the IT organization that spirit of continuous improvement. We start measuring. There's no such thing as good, bad, or indifferent. It's each measure is just a starting point number, not to be judged. And so we, we work in the spirit of continuous improvement. Obviously, many, and I can almost say most, companies, tribes, organizations in general, fail to measure the value of IT. But when they start to measure it, they can, they can start that continuous improvement process. And so all we want to do is is show continuous improvement. So I'm, I'm not predicting, you know, technology trends or, or you know, what's the next generation of, of, uh, of cryptocurrency. Um, I'll, I'll leave that to other pundits. I'll, I'll predict where IT goes and say that we are, and the CIO is, completely in control of IT's destiny and ultimately the tribal destiny. And if we simply start that spirit of continuous improvement, um, we will see the outcomes that the tribe is looking for. Um, you've spoken about data before. What role do you see data playing in within um, a tribal strategy? Wow. Yeah. Data is the new gold, right? We talked earlier about return on assets and IT is an asset and data is an asset. When we start asking, again, you know, this discussion is largely targeted towards the council leadership. And if you simply ask about the return on data assets, right, it'll trigger a discussion about analytics, predictive modeling, artificial intelligence. These are all data plays. And more and more companies and tribes, particularly in the casino world, um, are understanding understanding the value of their data um, and finding ways to use analytics, including artificial intelligence and machine learning, to drive better informed business decisions like what markets should we target, um, improving the supply chain, and just improving the customer experience in general. Anybody that ignores their data does so at their own risk, even though 
every tribe, let's say you're running a casino, you're running a business, you're running a healthcare um, function, you, you've got the same data that most other players have, but we all store it differently, link it differently, analyze it differently, and you can absolutely create a competitive advantage with the data that you own. And it's interesting, the artificial intelligence that you are discussing, you're seeing so much of that too lately, especially within the casino. What else? I know, let's say, uh, I think we're kind of coming to the end of our of our discussion here, but what else do you see in the near future that those that are listening should really keep, you know, keep tabs on? Too often and most of the time we see an IT strategy as a subset or completely disjointed from the overall um, business organization or tribal strategy. And going forward, I think we're forced um, through the trends in technology, we're forced to see technology embedded not only in the business strategy, but in each objective within the business strategy. So there's there's little that we could put on our business strategy that couldn't benefit from technology. And um, leadership has to start asking those questions for everything in our strategy. How can technology improve this? And so instead of having a separate section or a separate um, technology strategy, the tech will be embedded in the business strategy. I also see that with um, cyber attacks on the rise, um, obviously ransomware is part of that. Um, I think too many councils lack visibility into the true state of IT's preparedness and and the cyber resilience. Um, And so, again, without necessarily understanding the details behind it, councils and leadership can simply ask for greater visibility into cyber resilience. You know, how, how long will it take us to detect a threat? And most IT organizations have the tools to see this. And how long does it take us to mitigate a threat? And what's the business impact in between? So I think we'll see that question come up more and more from um, tribal councils. Clearly, as technology gets embedded into the tribal strategy, um, we should expect non-IT leaders within the tribe to take the lead on the strategic reporting as, you know, in their role as executive sponsors of technology-based initiatives. So again, the technology isn't for technology's sake. The technology is linked to a specific objective in the overall tribal strategy. The sponsor of that objective in the strategy um, partners with IT to build the technology to support that piece of the strategy. And rather than IT reporting on these, I think we're starting to see more and more of the executive sponsor um, reporting on the status of these initiatives. And that's important because it draws IT and, and the rest of the tribe closer together. And then I think finally, we should expect the council or the, the tribal leaders to be a little less shy when it comes to asking questions about technology. Again, you don't need to understand the technology. You just need to understand the value that technology may create for your tribe. And with that, they'll continue to put more pressure on management to leverage technology to improve our outcomes. Um, And so I think we'll see, and I hope to see, and I hope as a result of this discussion, 
that more and more tribal leaders or, or CEOs or GMs will simply tee up the question. It's uncomfortable because I'm asking about something I don't really understand, but they need to ask the question and they'll be amazed at the response and the impact, the, you know, the response they get and the impact that that has. This, Larry, has been such a great conversation, and I really think that our Tribal Hub community will really take heed and, and listen to this because it's, uh, you know, something that uh, w- we haven't discussed, you know, enough about, and it needs to come to the forefront, and we need to see these conversations happening more often. I, I appreciate that, Michelle, and I'll tell you that um, every week I probably have one or two discussions with somebody that you know reads my articles or, or you know follows on LinkedIn or, or whatever it might be, um, and I'm happy to just have a discussion. It's it's you know called a free consultation, right? Um, I'm so passionate about this, and I so want to see these organizations improving, uh, I'm, I'm happy to go into the details behind any of this with anybody that wants to give a shout. So um, I don't want people to feel shy. Yeah. So how, how do they get, I'll put your contact information in, in, in the show notes, but do you have a you know website, LinkedIn that you could share? Um, sure. Uh, wolfstrategy.com. That's two Fs in wolf, wolfstrategy.com. Or email me at lwolf, two Fs, lwolf at wolfstrategy.com. And, you know, just request, you know, an hour on the phone and happy to do it. Awesome. Larry, thank you so much for taking the time today and being on our podcast. I really appreciate it. And we will hear from you at some of our upcoming regional events. Yeah, I'm really excited to uh, to share some insights. And I love these events because I've learned so much from everybody there. They're great. I can't wait. And I'm glad we're doing a few in person, too. It'll be a great, uh, great, great year this year. So thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Michelle. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. You can learn more about Wolf Strategy Partners at their website, wolfstrategy.com. If you have a topic for our show or will have a story to share, please contact me at michelleb at tribalhub.com. Be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you follow podcasts to never miss an episode. Connect with all of us here by searching Tribal Hub on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or visit our webpage at tribalhub.com. Thanks for listening.